Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Ah, okay. Drop the subject, Allie and Jared. That's always a good way to start the we show. Be- oh! <sighs> okay. <sighs> well, this has been a hectic morning for me because, yeah. uh, and I, I'm, I want to know where you're at too because we both have guests in the building today. My wife is running around here somewhere. And you have... I was going to say, it's crazy to me that your wife is in the green room. I just kind of imagined her sitting in the corner here for the whole show. But she's like, I got work to do. Oh, I'm yeah. a working woman. I was like, what are you going to do? And she was like, I'm going to open up my email and then I'm going to stress about this person maybe calling me about this thing. And then I'm going to... like, She has a whole agenda already in her head. She can't be bothered. She I, was like, what time do you need me? So I brought someone in to sit in the corner all day. Uh, <laughs> he's like a brother to me. His name is Miles Weber. He'll be on with us a little bit later. Um, and like, yeah, so we've got a lot of people moving around the studio and the station today for the show. Well, did you take Uber here like you usually do? Or Not do today, drive? I didn't. Okay. We rode in together. So, and you drove? No, he drove. Okay. Because I drive every single day to this studio. Oh, but you don't usually drive with her. Yes. Oh, and was that so, an event? Well, no, it wasn't an event until I missed my exit. Because I wonder if you have ever had this happen where when you're driving by yourself, every single day to the same place. Sure. You don't even think about it. You're on autopilot and I go the same way pretty much every day depending on traffic and I went the same way I always go, have Katie in the car. We're not even like engaged in a big conversation by any means. Right. And I just get off, I get off and exit early and I'm just like, la 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 la, wait, where am I? What am I doing? <laughs> and Is, she's like, do you know what you're doing? She was like, I think it says to get off on Fairfax. I was like, oh, wait. So I added like, 10 minutes to my drive nice work. trying to reroute myself. So then you texted me while you were driving. No, no, that no. That you were 10 minutes away. Uh, Siri texted you while oh, I was you're driving. you a liar. It didn't say sent by Siri. Okay, no, it didn't. Yeah. All right. I did use that voice thing where there I was like, be there in 10, send. That voice to text is a trap. <laughs> it will play you half the times that you I use it. I know. Yeah. That's why I don't like to use it. But do you get that too? Because I know you're better at multitasking than I am. And I, if I have one distraction while I'm driving, uh-huh. it's like all bets are off. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what's happening, even if there's a map right in front of me. I have a pretty difficult, well, not pretty difficult, but it's more difficult for me to drive in a way that I normally do if there's someone else in the car and I don't know if it's like I want them to think I'm a good driver or if it's (laughs) because I'm like protective of them or whatever but if I have someone else in the car with me I tend to not feel like I'm driving as well as when I'm by myself I'm also a fast driver I am too. So, like, I probably don't drive as fast because people. <laughs> See, I, do, I think I drive just as fast and I probably freak people out. I remember I took Char and Travel to Disneyland on one of our days off. We had, like, pre taped a show or something. Sidebar. <laughs> Some, sidebar. Sometimes Whoa, we pre taped shows. Exactly, right? <laughs> Sorry, October. Um, but, like, we. I'd Sorry, October. Re- <laughs> exactly. One of Sorry, those days. all of October. Exactly. All of it was pre taped. One of those we totally played you guys. Um, <laughs> but we went to Disneyland and I'd rented a, this nice car. I wanted everyone to have a really fun time. So we drove and they were like, uh, Jarrett, could you just slow oh. slow down? And I was like, who said it for Shara Travel? I think it was Travel in the back seat. Like, <laughs> like in his nice way. Yeah, he was like, could um, you maybe sweetie, just... <laughs> could you? I'm just a little nervous back here. Uh-huh. It was like, close your eyes and shut up. Uh, like, you know, yeah. but I don't feel like I'm as good of a driver. I feel like I'm more nervous. You're more self-conscious. Yeah. yeah I, if you, if I start getting in my head about how I'm driving, it makes my driving much worse because I'm like, okay, there's a car in front of me. I should probably brake sooner than I normally do because these people are going to, ha, and then I'm braking too hard. But I also can, 
I can tell when someone's uncomfortable when they start grasping other areas of the car. Okay, that's when it's too much, tri- Allie. Really? Okay, yeah. Fine. But you also told us that Katie is a backseat driver or a... a- she she is. And we're going to have her on the show a little bit later, which we can ask her all of these questions. Tell them why she's here, what she's going to do. Well, we actually planned this game a little earlier in the week. Right. But then it turns out Katie's coming with me to it was bring your wife to work day inadvertently because... And I didn't bring mine. I know, but you did bring your brother. <laughs> yes. We'll go with that, which, yeah. what does that mean? And what does that mean? <laughs> um, because we're going to be going to the airport directly after the show. So she was like, why don't we just do it uh, on the air in person? And I was like, wow, that's a great idea idea, honey. And she was like, where's my credit for my ideas? And that was a whole separate thing. Wow. But it is, uh, it's a game about Grey's Anatomy because we, I can't remember what we were talking about a, a week or two ago about something that had happened on Grey's Anatomy. And it was a ridiculous story. That show's been on for like 10,000 years. I think it just got renewed for another 72 seasons. And so That's they've, a big contract commitment really, for Ellen Pompeo. <laughs> I mean, I hope they have that salary increase every year. Absolutely. You know what I mean? But it's what have they not done on that show in that time span? I mean, right. they've just, that is the most unlucky hospital that anyone has ever experienced. <laughs> Surgeons and clients right. and everybody, right. you know. So I thought it'd be fun to play a game. Did it happen on Grey's Anatomy or did it happen in real life? Mm-hmm. And she is somebody who's been obsessed since day one from the show. She's one of the loyal, loyal, uh, continued fans. Mm-hmm. So we figured maybe we could play on the air with her today and test her knowledge. I love that. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm. I have not really watched Grey's Anatomy in a long time, and I. I remember the first episode I ever watched of Grey's. They were doing. It was a Super Bowl episode, and someone had had like a rocket shot into them and they came yes. into the ER. I remember that. Yes. It was wild, but like I remember by the end of the episode, I was so emotionally drained, I went to bed. <laughs> I was like, I need to go to bed. I was in college in my dorm and I just went to bed. I think it's the equivalent of a sports fanatic watching a, a like a like a huge, a huge game, game every just, week. You're all you're you've got a, you're stressed out. You're equal parts stressed out and excited about what you're witnessing, right. and then you need like a come down period afterwards yeah. because you can't just go to bed straight after that. Grey's Anatomy is a stressful show. It is. It is. I mean, especially when they have like a mid season finale or an end of the season finale. It's it's a lot. Yes, and we just found out that I love that I'm saying we because I care. Say, uh, who are you? One of the biggest uh, current characters is leaving, and they've oh. already shot his episode even yeah. though it's already aired and there's going to be no surprise th- well yeah there's no wait has he already left the show yes oh. but there's been no goodbye and the last episode his last episode has already sh- been shot and aired interesting so it's like how how, how are you going to handle this one Shonda Rhimes wait so he's coming back again no he's gone so what is the surprise I don't get it well he th- the surprise is that he left and he's gone already yeah but there's no way for them to to have anything happen to him to leave the show within the show's context, if that makes sense. Oh, he's so just the gone. actor's gone, he's just and the out. character is still there in the story. Oh, okay, like he like moved away or something, and he's just gone. No, there's no moving away yet. There's no explanation. He's still a part of the show, according to the storyline of Grey's Anatomy. He's just not there. But the but the the person this happened this happened on Family Matters. I'm, There's like a running joke for anyone that watched Family Matters with Steve Urkel and all them. Like that Judy just went upstairs and never came back down. Right? Because like after like season that. two, she's just gone. Right. Yeah, and there's yeah. no so I'm wondering what kind of explanation they're gonna give of like oh hey this just in uh, Alex got into a car accident and he's dead. So all right. Anyway, I to, I, yeah, I tend to write stories for Shondaland um, when someone's leaving the shows. I tend to do like a catch up with them and like. Say like, hey, so what was it like doing that last episode? So 
If he's so left, what's going to happen now? Well, if he's landed, if he's left like in a contract situation, they're never going to do it. But I'll look into it and yeah, see if please, I can find out for you guys. Yeah, please, please look into it because yeah, yeah. Katie, Katie's very upset about it. Oh, so uh, okay. we'll talk about. I mean, he's been there since the beginning. So. We'll talk to Katie about uh, Grey's Anatomy <laughs> and all things uh, Allie. What Allie doesn't know is Katie and I. Katie and I have been plotting um, an expose on Allie, which <laughs> no, will be a lot of fun. Happen. It'll be it'll be a lot of fun. No way. Um, you're learning about it right now. I am. Yeah. Are you learning about it right now? Oh no! Did you just make that? No, Katie and I have been plotting this for a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah. no we way. didn't know we were going to do it today until a few days ago. Okay, but yeah, I'm ready. Um, and then uh, Emmy's looking at me like, "Is he serious?" I know, I am too. Uh, and Miles Weber, stand-up comic, is here. He's, we're going to chat with him about his new special that's coming up uh, pretty soon, and a whole lot more. Up next, though, we're going to do a headlines roundup of some of the big headlines that have happened uh, in the last couple of days that we probably didn't have enough time to get to, but you should know about. That's up next. Don't go anywhere. Drop the subject. Returns in just a few minutes. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. A little later in the show, we're going to talk to our friend Dave, the Trump supporter, because... There have been a lot of things developing as normal, but still crazier than usual with the Lev Parnas interview that we covered on the show yesterday. If you missed that. And there was a, a second part last night. There was a part de? A part de. Oh where he, he said that. You were asking why was he doing this? And he said that he was doing this because he was afraid of the Justice Department. Oh. Um, because Attorney General Bill Barr is, in, is involved in this story and like other people that. That they need to follow up with. Well, that they need to follow up with, but that know everything that he knows. Mm-hmm. And now that he's kind of going rogue, he's he's worried about you know his safety. So hmm. that's what he was saying. Well, I'm sure we're going to cover some of that yes. with uh, Dave, because with some of the things that Lev Parnas was saying, we were like, it makes you want to go back to Trump supporter Dave and be like, ah? <laughs> so we'll find out the answer. I will to, say, ah. I will, I will say that he, uh, when we were DMing, I asked him, like, did you see this interview? And I sent him the link, and he was like, his response was, wow. Great. So, we'll see okay, what we'll see what he says. We'll see what he says. He is okay. a Trump supporter and an Android user. <laughs> so uh, nothing can go well. Nothing can go um, well. But there were a few headlines that we also wanted to hit. Yes, I want to give you um, a look at some of the big headlines that are happening right now. We even, we're using my debate music. I love this, right? I love this music because I, I can see the women in Don't pencil skirts it. and br- briefcases. Can't you see You're them? completely ruining this Crossing music. the stage. All right, the FBI has arrested three alleged white supremacists. They planned to attend a Virginia pro-gun rally, according to CNN. Um, this is a, a rally that's happening on Monday. And so the governor has banned uh, weapons from the the Capitol because of this rally. Um, It's supposed to be a pretty big deal. They say the three were arrested at residences in Delaware and Maryland and taken into custody without incident. The men who the Justice Department say are members of the international white supremacist group known as The Base were believed to be planning to attend a pro-gun rally in Virginia's uh, capital of Richmond on Monday that is expected to draw a significant crowd of extremists. Um, They're charged with multiple firearms um, and immigration-related offenses and at court appearances on Thursday afternoon. A federal judge ordered that the men remain in custody ahead of a detention hearing next week. Okay, so this is... We briefly touched on this with Asha when she came in yesterday, right? Mm-hmm. So this has been developing over the past... 24 hours? Uh, over the last couple of days, yeah. So this rally was just like, yay guns! Yeah. this is It's a pro-gun rally, and they also think it's going to have like a white supremacist tinge to it, so uh, the the folks in Virginia have been pretty concerned about this one. When when there are pro-gun rallies, similar to, you know, like a pride parade, are there the minority people sitting on the sidelines, like the people that are at the gay pride parade being like, no, to gayness! Oh, l- lowercase and minority. Like the yeah, people yeah, yeah. who are, yeah. Who okay. are in the minority yeah. that are on the 
sidelines being like, no, guns actually suck. Like, yeah. are both parties usually, there? Yeah, okay. usually. But it's, I mean, with something like this, I expect it to be a pretty big turnout. So it'll be interesting to watch how that one develops. Um, and we will actually be in all music on Monday. We'll be back live on Tuesday. Um, and so that this is going to be happening between um, us leaving now and be back on Tuesday. So uh, the Tennessee governor has said that he's planning to sign an anti-LGBTQ adoption bill, which oh, is, Jesus. it's just like, are we still doing this? Um, Bill Lee announced on Tuesday that he's going to sign into law a measure that would assure continued taxpayer funding of faith-based foster care and adoption agencies, even if they exclude LGBTQ families and other uh, and others based on religious beliefs. The GOP-controlled Senate uh, gave the bill final passage on the first day of the 2020 legislative session after it was initially approved by the House last April. The bill was sent to the Republican governor, and um, this was amid warnings by critics of possible negative consequences for Tennessee's reputation. The story coming from HuffPost. Well, I mean, this makes me think of uh, my wife, not just because she's in the building, but because she was adopted and she was adopted through a Catholic uh, organization. Mm -hmm. And so were the other people who were adopted in her family. So it's kind of weird to think that somebody that you know or and are close with could not have been adopted by gay parents, you know, because those organizations are still around regardless of whether it's legal or not for right. them to exist. Yeah, it's it's uh, I guess it's more exhausting than anything else that like this continues to happen. Yeah. So. And I know that well, they wouldn't necessarily be able to say no, we won't accept giving a baby to a gay, gay parents, but they're also going to sure. kind of do what they want. Well, lastly, Charlize Theron has revealed the worst date she's ever had and apparently it was pretty weird. Um, she was <laughs> she was on Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, I think it was that movie with Seth Rogen. <laughs> well, maybe. Uh, which actually looked interesting, but anyway, uh, they say things took a sharp swerve into Bonkers Town. However, Bonkers Town. Uh, when Kimmel asked Bombsh- the Bombshell star if she'd ever gone on any dates that were as cringeworthy as the one seen um, on this popular dating show called The Bachelor, I think we've all heard of. Oh, a popular dating <laughs> show called The Bachelor. Uh, she says, "I went on a date in my twenties with this guy who was really super handsome. I was really into it, and he picked me up for dinner. We went and had dinner. It was lovely. I was like, this is going really well, and he drove me home and." I kind of I kind of signaled that I was in for a kiss. He pulled over by my house and we started kissing and it was really good. And then he pulled away and whispered, "Make out with my nose." <laughs> That what? is a second date thing. Make out with my nose is the weirdest thing I've ever heard. But when do you reveal your fetish if you've got one? You know, if you certainly start not out, at the end of the first date. No, I'm not saying it's then. Yeah. I think clearly by Charlize Theron's story, it is not then. Well, apparently, but is it date three? She says she started giggling because the kissing was so good. She's like, so I didn't want to mess it up. I gave him a little peck on the nose, and I was like, he was like, no, make out with it. No. It's like, what are you talking about? That is so weird. I would say my, my I, I've told you guys, my my worst first date was a guy, I asked him like, oh, how did you get into your career field? And he was like, what's with all the Dr. Phil follow-up questions? Yeah. But I did remember that I had a date in college where I went out with a guy and on the first date, he was telling me about all of the scandalous drama in his life. He had a child. I was like, you're 24. Wow. How do you have like a five-year-old? But the kid was living with the grandmother and was pretending that that's, this was the person's mom. And it was, Oh, no. I was like, I met you 12 minutes ago. <laughs> That's terrifying. If this is your opener, absolutely. Can't what am wait I signing for the up grand for? Finale. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. That's nuts. We got to take a quick break. When we come back, Trump supporter Dave is going to tell us um, what it's like to be a Trump supporter after hearing everything that Lev Parnas has been saying about the president and uh, his involvement in the Ukraine scandal. That's up next. 
Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Well, this is interesting because we have Dave, the Trump supporter, on the phone right now. And we have so many questions to ask him, as usual, Jared. Because, you know, we love to periodically talk to Dave. He's a loyal listener, but he's also a loyal supporter of the President of the United States. And Samsung phones. And Samsung phones. So we don't always agree on everything, but we can agree (laughs) that we love Channel Q, strangely enough. Dave, how you doing? I'm great. How are you guys doing? So did you see the Lev Parnas interview that Jarrett sent, and what are your top-line thoughts? I did, and, I mean, we could start off with Juicy. Yeah, Juicy is definitely uh, accurate and Channel Q friendly. <laughs> exactly. A lot of bombshells um, dropped. I guess big bombshells, but where was this a couple weeks ago? So you know? I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> I, I someone uh, one of my Republican friends was saying to me um, uh, that he was he was saying to me you know if this was so important then why didn't Democrats use it during the um, the House impeachment inquiries and so I was saying like because they just got these documents from him on Tuesday um, and so like Lev Parnas is someone that was arrested but like he you know we didn't have what he had um, until the deadline that he turned them all in so I, I don't think that's like really a, a, an argument that Republicans are going to be able to use when looking at Lev Parnas's comments and what he's saying about about things right now. Uh, last night on, on Rachel Maddow, he was saying that he's coming out now with this information because he's concerned about the Justice Department. He used the word scared, saying that he felt you know uncomfortable because of all of the folks in the Justice Department that know what he knows. What about that, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> I love, well, does that change your mind? Dave? Uh-huh. No, still not changing. <laughs> no, I, you know, I get all of this, but it's not like he hasn't known what his part in this whole thing has been, right? He he knew what he could have done, what he should have done. And then there, the other part of this is... What does know, that even mean, though? Just the race for impeachment. They, they, they were in such a hurry. There was a lot of things they could have slowed down for and gathered more information. They could have come at this at a slower pace. Okay, Dave, let um, me stop you. Yes. Because I hear okay. plenty of Republicans uh, that use the, the conversation about process and da da da, but like completely ignore the Ukraine scandal, right? So like I'm 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 troubled by this because I hear so many of you saying like, well, he was a part of it and he should have done X, Y, Z and blah, blah, blah about like Lev Parnas or about other people that were involved. But like, what about the scandal itself? The scandal itself. Like, does this not concern you about the way that the president was using all of these different people to to influence Ukraine and and using of military funding? It doesn't concern you. So we're we're still at uh, I think we've talked about this before. I don't and I've not yet heard firsthand evidence about I heard him say X. I think there's a lot of conjecture about what everybody thinks has happened. Dave, there hold on, hold a- on, hold on. I'm losing my S word <laughs> yes. over here. You Jared, literally, Jared, you literally okay. heard this man say, I was on the phone with Donald Trump. I was at dinner with Donald Trump. I was working with Rudy Giuliani on behalf of Donald Trump. Like what else, what, what more firsthand would there be? He didn't say that. I want X. We're talking quid pro quo now. We're talking, let's go to the Ukraine scandal, right? That whole thing. If this guy has everything that he says and they get him in there, it would be very interesting. Dave, it, I, it, it, it could be a game changer. I just, I don't know if he's vetted right. I just, I get this weird vibe from him. And I'm, you know, maybe that's the, 
And I don't think this is a me being a Trump supporter. This is me being an anybody supporter. Dave, I, I'm going to have to stop you again. In, 20, in 2015. <laughs> he smells funny. Hey, 20, wait a minute. That's a good point. Funny. He does look like he smells funny. In Jared. 2015. <laughs> this is making my head explode right now. I have smoke filling up my headphones. In 2015, when Republicans were talking about Donald Trump, saying that he would be he was a con man, that he was a liar, that all of that. Did you think back then that's being so unfair about Donald Trump? No. Okay, so now when people are saying he's a con man, he's dishonest, he is a liar, but now like that's completely voided? I'm not voiding any of it. I, you know, Derek, to, to get to the point where we're going to remove... If you say duly elected, I swear to God, I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> I'm going to lose my S-word right now. Let him say it. I, I, I didn't say duly elected, but if you need to. Okay. You know... <laughs> This, we're talking about the president of the United States. You're talking about removing him. Yeah. I really would like to have a little bit more information or more evidence. Dave, I feel I'm like Donald Trump. I'm not convicted on. Donald Trump could walk out into the Rose Garden and be like, yeah, I did it. And then what? Because he's done that. <laughs> he's he's admitted <laughs> to these things. I don't know what else you people want. <laughs> I'm losing my... Where's the bleep button? And you know what? The final point I'd like to make, Dave, is how do you think Donald Trump smells? You know what? Go to break. Because he does not smell good. And that's how I make my decisions. You know what? I can't. Dave, we thank you for calling in. Uh, You are are really showing up for your Android users. You call in any time, (laughs) Dave. <laughs> my Android user. You, you oh, Android yeah, using. If you have bases. reception, keep calling. <laughs> yeah. We well, gotta go. We gotta take a quick break. When we come back, Miles Weber's joined just to tell us about his new stand-up special that's coming out on Drybar. Don't go anywhere. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right, we're talking to. Uh, uh, are you? You guys aren't real brothers. I'm just gonna go no, ahead and say. Yeah, okay. no. right. I said he's like my brother. Okay. Like, yeah, we've right. known each we other for. Just want to clear right? that out. Exactly. Yeah. No. Same parents. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If you really wanted to mind it with me, <laughs> yeah. you could have just gone with that. Uh, bringing on, um, I'd say Miles is my brother. He's Miles Weber. He's a comedian. Welcome. Good. Thanks for having me. Um, I, also white, we should say. You're a I white mean, guy, like, like to, to paint that photo. <laughs> also yeah. why it's weird. White. With like a, what you're calling a pompahawk? A pompahawk is what I call it's it. It's a yeah. pompadour but, slash mohawk yeah. situation. Yeah, I'm jealous. With yeah. your hair. I, I told him, I was like, Allie's going to have that hair in like three years. <laughs> I'm telling you, you can <laughs> nail it. Just shipping away. It's, it's a dike iceberg. It's getting shattered. It's getting shorter and shorter. iceberg, I think, is my favorite thing I've heard this week. Can we call it the dikeberg? Yeah, we have to. Is that a thing? Okay. Um. Can I just quickly say, yes. are you aware that your name is the same name as Rose? Golden Girls. Yes. 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 Oh, That's is that... Rose Nyland's boyfriend, Miles Weber. Yes. Yeah. I didn't realize that. I, I get that a lot from the gay community. They're just like, <laughs> wait, what's your name? <laughs> oh, oh, my, my God. God. Miles Weber. Yeah. Oh, and it's Betty yes. White's birthday today. Spe- it is. Yes. yes. I wish her a happy birthday on Twitter because everybody should because she's 90 flipping eight. Jeez yep. Louise. Um, Kick it, girl. It's funny because during that last break, we were talking to Trump's Supporter Dave, and yes. then we got to talking about you being on tour because you know you go to all different places, and yeah. I'm always fascinated when comedians are touring into all kinds of different states and with all kinds of different beliefs. Yeah. We always, you know, we're, say we're kind of living in a bubble here in yeah. California, and then you go to other states, and you're like, whoa! I remember I did 
a oh, thing yeah. for NASCAR one day, one uh, it was a couple years ago, and I was like, wow, everyone here is so nice and like so racist and would probably hate me <laughs> yeah. when they, if they knew that I was gay, but they're yeah. so nice. And you yeah. kind of experience the same thing. Do you talk to people after the shows? Oh, and is yeah. there a point where you're like, okay, goodbye? Oh, yeah, all, all, all the time. Well, especially because I live in Vegas now, and Nevada is a red He's state. originally from the Bay Area in Vallejo, like yeah. we are as well. Yeah, yeah, Northern California. And you just moved to Vegas at the end of last year. Yes, and so uh, that's very much so red state. They're very conservative there. Yeah. And so, but I've been touring and like talked to people after shows who are super nice, and they're like, oh, yeah, let me buy a T-shirt. Let me get an album. Will you take a picture of my wife? How can we follow on social media and let's support you? I'm like, this person is so. And I look down on my Trump 2020. I'm like, oh. 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 And so, yeah, like, yeah. It, it, and, and my eyes will fall to that or the hat. Some of them don't wear the red hat now, oh, no. which I miss the days where a red hat just meant you liked Fred Durst. It's funny because like, I, mean, <laughs> exactly. I miss I get it off of a new exactly. game. Come on. Yeah, exactly. It's funny because well, red days. hats are ruined completely now, no matter what's on it. It's exactly. true because yeah. we've seen, well, I think we were at a Niner game and someone was wearing a hat that was yeah. a red hat, which of course you're in a place 49ers. where people are wearing For red. Sure. But it said something like great again. And we were like, what is this guy doing in here? He right? is in San Jose. Yeah. And then it turned. he turned around and it said, make the 49ers great again. And uh, I was like, you can't do that. Yeah, no. That's too close. But that's got to be like finding the Trump supporter in a 49er stadium is like finding Waldo. In yeah. one of those <laughs> Where is he? All yeah. the patterns are the same. You <laughs> wonder though. You kind of wonder like... Who around here is one of those people? You oh, know what I mean? What are those Trump supporting Android Most users? The people in the box seat, like in, in the, yeah, well, in the, the middle nice lane. Yeah, yeah. yeah, point taken. Point so, taken. Tell us about your special. Yes, I filmed a dry bar comedy special uh, uh, late last year that's coming out in the next month Tell people month what dry so. bar is if they're not Dry familiar. bar comedy is a clean comedy special, so like the whole family could watch them. Nice. Yes. There was that's kids awesome. in the front row when I was taping the special, so that's always a fun little, hi, right on, you're young. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, so I, I filmed one of those, and it comes out uh, in the next month or so. And these are like now, like from back in the day when we used to watch stand-up in the late 90s, early 2000s, like the Comedy Central Presents Half Hours, these are like those now, yeah. like as many people are are seeing the dry bar specials as the Comedy Central half hours. So something I think is extraordinary about Miles, I met Miles literally the first time I ever did stand up. Yes. And I I had written all the stuff that I was gonna do and then like on the ride to do it, I threw everything out <laughs> and like completely wrote a whole new thing. Yeah. And like I got there uh, and it was in Fairfield. It was uh, yep. uh, hosted by Victor Escobedo, who is still a friend of ours. Yes. And it was called the Comedy Workout Room. It was like where you can go and work out, workshop your ideas and things like that. And I remember like Miles and a friend of ours named David Liu yes. were there. And I was like, those are the coolest guys. <laughs> They're so good at this. Like I have to meet them. Aww. And we all became friends. And like Miles and I have stayed very close close over the years and that was 11 years that was no you were already in about a year I was in for about a year but that was like 10 10 years years ago ago. because I'm coming up on 12 I think yeah Yeah, if I recall and so I started there and I did stand up for two and a half years and then moved to LA and I was like I hate stand up here so I stopped and then uh, you've continued and you travel around the country and you're doing cruise ships and all kinds of stuff what what is extraordinary about him is like Miles has plenty of like written material but he is able to interact with the audience and can do it for the whole show and never even go to written material I had like two years where I was just doing crowd work yeah. like on tour and I called it like the riff and roll tour and everything and so I was just doing that and then I stopped getting booked as much. Yeah, Really? Well because I got branded as a crowd work comic and then ah. now the past like year and a half I've been really honing like an act and like this is who I am as a person and every booker is like you're doing an act now and I'm like yeah they're like thank God. Yeah. Wow. And I'm like why didn't you tell me? They're like well we know that you always do well with the crowd work and stuff but none of us want to be the first one where it goes bad and I'm like that's 
fair. Well, oh, yeah, I mean, I'm okay. always amazed at how comics feel about about crowd work because some people it terrifies them, and yeah. some people love it so much that it's like they will do their set until they find a crowd work thing, yeah. and oh, then sure. just just waiting for the opportunity to go off. And sometimes sure. it's great, and sometimes it's uncomfortable. Right. But the where, is nice about it. Where they can find out more about your comedy and what you're doing? Uh, MilesWeber.com, Miles with a Y, Weber One B, and uh, at MilesWeberJoker on Instagram and Twitter. Awesome sauce. Um, we got to take a quick break when we come back. Katie's coming. Yes. Katie's going to help us. Uh, we're gonna, we have this Grey's Anatomy game. Maybe we'll bring him back for happy endings. Sure. Yeah. That's, it's sure. Not, it's not what it sounds like. Well, then never mind. Or it is. <laughs> Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Ladies and gentlemen, a moment for the ages. <laughs> Welcome back to Drop the Subject. I'm Jarrett. And that's Allie. Hello. Joining us here in studio for the first time. In the history of the world, in the, the history in the, of the world, in the decades that this show has been on the air, mm-hmm. please welcome Katie. Yay! <laughs> Where's all my cheering? There you go. It's, it's there. there. I don't have volume. Oh, there, uh, there we, we go. go. <laughs> um, Katie, we talk about you from time to time. Yes. Or all the time on the show. Do you feel that you're being unfairly portrayed on Drop the Subject? Uh, when you talk to Dr. Jen, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I worry for my career that she may call the board and uh, tell oh. them to right. take me off nice. as a therapist. Now, do you feel um, a sense of welcome being here in this space that we're always talking about you? Or are you anxious? How are you feeling about being on the show today? I feel welcome. Yeah? Good. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Good stuff. I should be more nervous than I am, I'm sure. <laughs> Well, I mean, you're you're in a good, calm state of mind right now. Maybe it's because you had a nice, uh, soothing chat with Shira before you came in. Well, she's always that, very grounding. All that's over now. She gave me all the meditation tips. Yeah. yeah. Awesome sauce. Okay, so we're going to play a game with you, because I hear that you've seen a couple episodes of Grey's Anatomy. Yep. <laughs> that's an understatement. Yeah. Um, and we've been joking about how like outrageous things can be on Grey's Anatomy, mm-hmm. and like that it's kind of hard to tell like sometimes if they're being completely outrageous or some of these things actually happen so Allie's come up with a bunch of scenarios that some of which come from the show and some of which are some maybe gay gay cray cray stuff well before we get into the actual game let's just talk about one of your favorite plot points from Grey's Anatomy oh my god which it was is so stressful the episode where it was their Super Bowl episode where someone comes in with a rocket shot into them and the person reaches into their body do you remember that one you remember yeah, that? But you're you're confusing two episodes. No, no, no. I that I watched that episode. Oh. It was a rocket launcher. Someone got shot into and them. The, okay, yes. And like the doctor, the one of the interns or something was like trying to pull it out of them, and they were like, "No, no, no! Don't pull it because it's gonna detonate!" And like they go into surgery holding the thing inside the person's body. Isn't Meredith holding the bomb? It wasn't guys? Meredith. No. It was one of the interns or something. Okay, there's there's an episode where Meredith does stick her hand <laughs> into the cavity chest of someone. And I think there's a bullet in there. And that was, they were scared that That's was That's a different go episode. Yes, so there's a do, different bomb inside one, a person episode? Yes. So Listen, if you have 7,000 episodes. Is, um, that wife comes in screaming hysterically too, right? About her husband having this. It was their Super Bowl episode like in like 2006. Do you know how much I drink during the Super Bowl? <laughs> All right, let's get into the actual game. My point will take it. Because there are several things that have been written into Grey's Anatomy that are, I think, 
a little outside the realm of possibility. But then there are also real things that happen that I'm like, this sounds like a Grey's Anatomy episode. I, whenever you think about television or film, there's something within the industry that we reference as like suspension of disbelief. Yeah. Where it's like that moment where at home you're like, okay, this is a TV show. I'm yeah. just going to let this rock. <laughs> or okay, fine, this is a movie. But then there are some things where you're like, oh my gosh, this is straight out of a TV show. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, so let's dig, dig, dig into the first one. This is about a person who was mauled by a lion. Holy smokes. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were on stage with a lion and then got knocked down by the lion, pinned down to the floor, and the lion mauled him. Uh, he, he, under, uh, he, he had a critical blood loss, and there, was, there were other severe injuries to parts of his body, including his spine. Expert surgeon saves his life, and the life of the lion after the after the victim whispered to the hospital staff to please save and make sure not to harm the lion is this something that happened in real life or did this happen on Grey's Anatomy? So on Grey's Anatomy, there was an episode where a lion was in the street and um, the person, it was because the lion was the pet of somebody and then it escaped. Um, the story you told has to be a real life story. That is the story of Siegfried and Roy in 2003. So you're correct. I tried to throw you off by giving you a different lion mauling story. <laughs> I would even say that this one is more ridiculous than the one in Grey's Anatomy. But yes, a lion in Grey's Anatomy was running rampant around the streets and mauling people that were then all sent to Seattle Grey's. So here's the thing. I have the answers in front of me, and I still thought, like, there's no possible way they did that on Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> Who knew? Yeah. Uh, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, Katie is being Put to the test. Don't go anywhere. That's up next. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. We are deep into investigation to see if I was right or wrong about this rocket launcher episode. Katie, what have we determined? That you are correct, and I okay. am. I was a little <gasps> bit confused. Whoa. Okay, you know what? I have Whoa. seen. So- oh, does this never happen? I have seen so many episodes of Grey's Anatomy. They all blur together oh. a little bit. The only thing is, like, I just remember that was the first episode I ever saw, and I was, like, exhausted afterward. <laughs> yeah. I went to bed. Yeah, I mean, I re- I was thinking about this specific episode before we- I came She was like, today. this is going to come up. It's going to come up, and I <laughs> better rewatch. She said she was rewatching this week. Oh, you were studying? Yeah. This this was yeah. like your Jeopardy Greatest of All Time I episode? <laughs> but I was like, I'm going to tell them Christina Ricci played the paramedic. I know everything. So, luckily, that question's not anywhere in the game okay. today. It's All right. Not. So, we're going to go into this game that we're playing with Katie about Grey's Anatomy to figure out if this is a real life story or just something crazy that happened on Grey's Anatomy. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Number two A woman claims to have had sex with a ghost of her dead husband. She starts seeing a man. They get married only to have him die it's earlier. It's Anatomy. <laughs> it's Izzy and Denny. Then expected. She then begins to see the it ghost of her dead husband. It could be real life, husband. too. I feel like I've actually heard this in real life. They rekindle their romance. <laughs> she has sex with his ghost only to, to realize she's having delusions because he's has cancer. Oh, this was at the end of her run on the show, right? Yeah. I, well, do, I think it happened. They killed this, her dirty. Like her she last was hard season. to work by. She didn't die. Oh, she, you're she right. Left the show, but they but gave she, her a really This sad was in her story. last season, right? I think it was uh, leading that up money? to her last season. It depends on what part. Uh, it was not her last season because the season finale, I believe, is George is dead. Something about an elevator. And she is dying and they see each other in the elevator. They're ghosts. And then George dies and she 
elevator yes. sex? Ghost no. elevator no, no, sex? No, because George oh, is gay. Easy. Okay, got, no, oh, George got it. is not gay. Did you say George and Weezy? George and Weezy. <laughs> oh, I swear to God, I thought Weezy. you said George but and Weezy. We could start a band okay. called George and Weezy. No, George and Weezy is from the Jeffersons. Oh, that was <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Nice. George and nice. I'm sorry Good I didn't work. get your reference. It's okay. Um, so offensive. It happens here but all there's, the time. There's, always, there's also a real story to go with this. So, a, a ghost sex does happen in real life. A woman by the name of Amethyst Realm, she told uh, ITV this morning that First she... First of all, her name is Amethyst Realm. Yeah. She, does she go to Moon Circle with you guys? I'm sure. She's there in spirit. <laughs> uh, she said that she cheated on her fiancé with a ghost and has since gone on to have supernatural affairs with at least 20 paranormal beings. To be clear, her fiancé broke up with her, not because of the cheating, but because she believed she was cheating. Yes. So, all right, number three. Okay, two cruise ships bound for Mexico, collide in a freak accident, seriously injuring eight passengers. Luckily, a doctor is on board celebrating his honeymoon and saves the day, ending with no lives lost. That's real life. You're right. I was going to say, Mexico's didn't that just... not even close to Seattle. It just happened. I was say, didn't that just happen? <laughs> December 20th, <laughs> Carnival Legend and the Carnival Glory collided. Videos posted on social media showed the glory crashing into the legend as it tried to dock. But there was an episode of Grey's Anatomy where a ferry boat crash caused Dr. Meredith Grey to drown, only to be revived by McDreamy. Oh. And in that episode, Meredith dies, and the para- uh, <laughs> one of the paramedics that died in that episode that you're talking about is one of the ghosts that she sees. Oh, mm-hmm. that sounds completely reasonable, it does, doesn't it? It's funny because like I tease this show, but I actually really do enjoy it when I'm watching it. Yes, so. but then when I get synopsis, like because I'm I'm not actively watching, but oh, then the she'll synopsis be watching, has got to sound crazy. And she's like, okay, so yeah, this ghost is here, and then they just had sex. But then and like to explain it, no, I'm no, like, no, but it's what? totally reasonable. Like it happens all the I time. Do. I do explain <laughs> it like it's totally normal, but yeah. I have started listening to myself, and it does. Oh, you I, can't do that with Grace. Uh, <laughs> you cannot do that. All right, we've got another. All right, we got two so, more. A woman notices odd activity at her neighbor's house when the wife doesn't come out to get the newspaper like she normally does. She goes over to make sure everything's okay when she discovers her neighbor on the floor wrapped in barbed wire. She's then rushed to the hospital where where she proceeds to have a panic attack, worsening the cuts from the barbed wire. She ends up getting her leg amputated. Okay, there is an episode of Grey's Anatomy where someone is in barbed wire, but wow. uh, but I, it's are you saying Again, the doctor went like are you saying one of the who went and found this lady? The neighbor found the lady and brought the lady into the hospital. Yeah, yeah that's Grey's. You're Anatomy. correct. That is correct. But in real life, a patient is to believe is believed to have um, been on their way to Gladstone Hospital in the back of an ambulance after they got caught in barbed wire uh, in a barbed wire fence in an after some afternoon. Um, they the quote there is they got themselves a little entangled in barbed wire uh, and I don't know how they got themselves into this situation. That's yeah, so similar, but they did not lose a leg. All right, the last one before right. we go. You're doing great, honey. You've, you've gotten all of them correct. This is the last one. You get bragging rights all year long if you get this. A loving husband and father is at the beach with his family. He notices a woman has floated away and is calling for help. Without thinking twice, the man dives into the water, saving the woman. But the next day, he begins feeling the effects of the rescue, only to die one d- day later of secondary drowning. Okay, you know secondary drowning is one of my biggest fears. I, well... There's a list, and that you've but yes. I was gonna say, <laughs> I've heard a lot of biggest fears. Yes. Uh, this doesn't resonate with me, and I'll be. Re- I mean, be careful. We're going, Jared. Don't do that. <laughs> First of all, careful. there's no beach really in Seattle. Like there are. 
And this doesn't have to do necessarily with the characters. This is just just a a plot. Yeah, this is just a plot synopsis. Well, there's nothing here that says that we wouldn't include character names to be clear, because that'd be a giveaway. God, we got got a few seconds here. Hurry! I am going to say. I mean, it does sound like it's been on Grey's Anatomy. (laughs) I love that you've talked yourself into the other side of this. I know. We got five seconds. Come on. Yeah. I'll just say, if it hasn't been on Grey's, it will be, but I'll go with Grey's Anatomy. Oh. It's not. You're wrong. You guys suck. You we guys t- suck. We totally convinced you to go the other direction. <laughs> I do love suck. that you're using the context. It was like, there's no beach in Seattle. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, but there is a similar episode. Well, it's not super similar, but McDreamy saved some people from a car crash only to get into a car crash immediately yes. after. So that dichotomy is still there. I in love Grey's it. Anatomy. And there's been someone it. who saved somebody and then they die in the waiting room. <laughs> I, I should have found that one. This barbed wire story is the wildest it's story. Crazy. I love that. All right. Katie, thank you so much for being here with Thanks. us. Thanks, honey. You can go gonna, back to the green room now. I was going to say, how do you feel? Really, you, like, I'm really upset, actually. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take a quick break. We got more coming up. Bye. Drop the Subject presents News It or Lose It. It is that time for News It or Lose It, where democracy will reign on a Trump-free Friday. <laughs> uh, Even though it hasn't been yet. I know, right? Okay. It was I've, a heated Trump Friday. I, it's actually technically not a Trump-free Friday, right? Um, we've got two. I've got two headlines. Allie's got two headlines. It's a joint News It or Lose It. You want to go first? Sure. Go for it. All right. Headline number one. There's a new obstacle to landing a job after college. Getting approved by robots. Oh. Okay. Interesting, right? And then finally, headline number two. People on TikTok. <laughs> oh God! Here, <laughs> here's why people on TikTok are coating their testicles in soy sauce. Oh, absolutely not! Lose it. <laughs> I I had no idea where that was going, especially after Nurse Alice's TikTok story yesterday. Okay, um, you already approved a news story from yesterday that we couldn't get to. Oh, um, this is pre-approved news, th- right? Okay. Thief wearing <laughs> like your pre-approved credit card yeah. or something. Uh, thief is thief wearing hover shoes sought by police. And of course, he's a Florida man. Lose it. Um, oh, now you're going to lose it? No, I'm, I'm losing it. And then Valentine's Day trees are here, and they are so extra. Really? Yes, I want to hear about Valentine's Day trees. That's ridiculous. That's three stories. Not quite a three for three, but we've got three stories coming up. News It or Lose It returns in just a few minutes. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the Subject presents News It or Lose It. Oh, girl. We've got some headlines for that ass. It's (laughs) News It or Lose It. It's a new segment. Yes. uh, This man. Introducing headlines for that ass. Headlines for that ass. Um, (laughs) Very first, I, I actually took this Valentine's Day tree story because my Christmas tree is not technically down. Are you kidding me? I knew that you were going to say that. You are... Stop it right now. That that tree isn't even living. You can just... Well, to be clear, I have a fake tree. Yes. That's what I mean. You can literally just break it down and toss it in your closet. So, okay. My tree is broken down, but it's not put away. (laughs) Like, it's not in the box. How hard is it to put away? I mean, you have to like you fold to up all the branches. Things? No, no, no. Like you have to fold up every single branch and then t- tie them up and all this and put it into a box. Uh-huh. So like, I took off all the decorations. Oh, wow. Good job. And then I broke it into the three parts uh-huh. and I started like folding up all the branches and I was like, I don't feel like doing this. <laughs> <laughs> just, I'll I, like, do it next month. It's just been kind of sitting there. Um, so apparently 
people I actually know someone who I expect will really be doing this this year because um, she was like joking about it at Thanksgiving when her Christmas tree was already up and she was saying like oh I'm gonna decorate it for I decorated it for autumn and then it's gonna go for Christmas and then it'll be New Year's and then it'll be uh, like a, a Valentine's Day tree with like hearts and all kinds of stuff over it. So trees are just bleeding into every season now? I think she's literally gonna keep it as long as she possibly can. I was like so then what happens like March, April? Oh it'll be called for Easter and then, and then St. Patrick's Day tree which is over water it with vodka. Uh, something like that right. I just I'm like people are always trying to find new ways that they can use their trees but apparently Well they shouldn't do it with live trees because that thing will be dead. Oh it'll be toast. But like people are taking like bows and red ribbons and making them into Valentine's Day trees and like decorating I'm like some of these are really actually kind of beautiful but like they're decorating like the whole area around it. It's interesting. I would just love to know how trees feel about this being objectified for these holidays. Oh you do raise a really super valid point. I do because they just want to be trees. (laughs) But I will say for Valentine's Day I am all about the bush. You know what? Not doing that. Um, (laughs) This headline coming from Newsweek. I love that the headline has Florida Man in it. Florida Man wearing hover skates, rolled into Walmart, stole $551 of merchandise. And glide it out. You gotta get that extra dollar. They say this you can't inc- just stop at five fifty. <laughs> exactly right. That was probably the tax and everything. <laughs> uh, they say this incident took place on January eighth. Among the items reported missing from the store, according to this police report, a vehicle battery, <laughs> paint, a bouquet of flowers, a trash can, a Roku TV, wow, and a Moto Kicks hoverboard. Oh, so he has a hoverboard to go with his hover shoes? Yeah, he's, he's, he's a hoverer, He's apparently. just a fan of hovering. Yeah. All right, college career centers are now prepping students for job interviews in a completely different way. Because now people at certain companies are going to be vetted not just by people, but by robots. At schools such as Duke, Purdue, and the University of North Carolina, career counselors are now working to find out which companies use AI and also figuring out how to look good under the AI system. So there's a, a, a service by the name of HireVue, this is just one of them, that businesses can use, and it will pose predetermined questions that candidates answer on camera through a laptop or a smartphone, and the videos are then uh, you know, put through a system of algorithms that analyze details, like their words, their grammar, their facial expressions. Mm. So if that person's lying, maybe the AI would, would recognize that they're lying about their experience. The tonality of the job applicant, all kinds of stuff. I, I can guarantee you this is either going to be excellent for diversity and inclusion, or it's going to be a nightmare yeah. for diversity and inclusion, because, well, because all of the, of the men, all of the people who are programming this are generally like young white men and not women, not people of diverse backgrounds. I can promise you this is going to be a story later We can't recognize your face. Exactly. Exactly. That's going to be an interesting one. But it's the evolution of things. Um, Can we come back? News of the Lose It is over, but Happy Endings is up next. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. For News It. Welcome back to Drop the Subject. Oh, my God. I, I, was, I don't know if that was on the air or not. Oh, my God. What? One second before we go on. Do you want to yeah. do this? Uh, like, what? Hey, do you want to change everything about what we're about to do <laughs> like, right oh before God. we go on the air? No. Um, we have uh, welcome back Miles Weber. Hi. He's here for uh, Happy Endings. I was pitching the idea that since he's a known riffer, yeah. we should just throw headlines at him and see what he can come Let's up with. Let's see if I can spin it into a positive. I'm an optimistic fellow. Mm, okay, so I'm supposed to pitch you sad stories? Yeah. I don't so, have... Okay. So, for instance, we did a story earlier today. Yes. Tennessee governor says he will sign an anti-LGBTQ adoption bill. 
What's the bright side? <laughs> At least they're thinking of adopting children and not putting them in cages. Okay. Oh, okay. Like, that's a good thing, right? What a wonderful happy ending. Wow. A heartwarmer. Great. What you got, Allie? What was your headline from earlier? Uh, it might be harder to get a job because ro- robots are going to be deciphering your facial expressions and turning you down beyond your control. If, uh, if AI is taking over, we at least get Arnold Schwarzenegger back. Oh. As, as what? As as the Terminator governor. I mean, he's going to oh. be all of them. And he's... also have no expression on his face, so you won't be able to read what he's thinking. Right. What could possibly go wrong? I Nothing. Ha- I have another one for Let's you. Go. Okay. Sadly, I have to report that people on TikTok are coating their testicles in soy sauce. They're oh coating them in soy sauce? Yeah, to see if they can taste... Oh, to see if they can taste. Oh, I, I, well, at that point, at, at least more Asians are going to be working. <laughs> wow. Which I think nice is important. Work. I think Making that's soy sauce? Yes. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's Equality, a challenge. guys. We're all about I equal mean, opportunity you know, employment. Inclusion Someone's got to soy the sauce. Wow. And it's going to, wow. soy sauce sales are going to skyrocket they because are. of this. You're correct. Absolutely. Well, that's a way to look at it. Yeah. <laughs> We've got to. We've got your uh, Gay Sports highlights of the week before we go. Yes, because the 49ers are playing in the championship oh, this weekend. They're no playing way. the uh, Packers, of course. I'm so challenged by this. I was Channel you guys, team. I'm very, I'm very pro 49ers, but I'm very anti-NFL. So I, know I don't know. you're torn. I'm a, I'm a person that doesn't know how to deal with this, so uh, you've well, got our highlights. Yes, I wanted to get everybody psyched up for the game. I know not all of you will be watching it. I will be betting on it in Tahoe and watching it oh. this weekend. Uh, but, of course, we have to celebrate in the Channel Q way, which is pulling the gayest sports highlights of the week. So enjoy your weekend, everyone. Go 49ers and we'll have the gayest sports highlights take you out. Here are the gayest sports highlights from the week. Right there to look down and they're like going, going, going. Jackson squeezes it, brings this out and then pop, ball comes out. Flag at the line as Watson dances around. A steady diet of Henry. It's holding him. When you have a double team, do you need to hold him? <laughs> I mean, that quickly swallowed up. You don't know who's coming. They pressure with four guys, but you don't know who's coming. Tannehill has to eat it. He did not have a sack till this season. Hits his man. These have been the gayest sports highlights from this week. Push.